Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. You actually timed that perfectly, Joe. Thank you. You were you. able to get up and down. Got a little bit of echo, I think. I think it's a little just, bit of echo? Well, we're going to hear kind of the speaker behind us. That's what we're going to, we're going to notice that. Okay. And so I just need to get used to it. That's what you're saying? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm used to it already. Kind of like latency. They call, it, they call it latency in the studio. When you're like, you play a note on your guitar. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you, uh, you, you hear the note like a couple seconds after you actually play it. And it messes you up a little bit. Because your note's trying to go into a computer. And then from there, all the way back out to your headphones in real time. It's, it's this whole thing. That makes sense to me. Okay. I'm just not, I'm not a live musician, and so it's, it's something for me to just kind of get used to, I think. You are not alone. The first time it happened to me, I was like, I can't do this. Maybe I'm just, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be in the studio. That's not something that's for me then, because I, <laughs> I can't do this. This is wrong. Right. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Right. Because you want to hear yourself in live, real time. I don't know. Yeah, they've got to they've got to have a solution for that. Let's not start the podcast off this way, though. Let's mm. start it off. On... I want to get more into latency and just the nitty gritty oh, okay. of. I'm just kidding. No, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're here at the Keller Geist live. This is our second time here. The first time was January first uh, of of this year, right? It was oh. it was like New Year's Day, and we came in and there was like balloons on the floor and. And now it's March 19th, a couple days after um, St. Patrick's Day. Yep. So we were here on New Year's Day. We were here on the first day of the year. So it's almost like we're just doing holidays here. Mm. Like, like we just come after the holidays. That'd be kind of cool. We're like the ho- holiday recap. Okay. <laughs> so did you make it down to Butte and go to the parade? I did meet someone that was going to Butte and agreed to go to Butte without knowing what Butte was. Like they knew it was a town, okay. but they didn't know that Butte was the like epicenter of St. Patrick's Day of the world. Ground zero. And so they found out like after they had already like agreed to go with some friends and they're like, I'm too old for this. I don't know if this is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she was not scared, but like a little anxious about going down to Butte and being a part of all of that. Usually you hear something though. I didn't hear anything about like, you know, any major like, I don't know, fires or, you know, anything crazy that happened in Butte this year. No, the only thing I saw was um, the stuff on social media, probably. People going, yay, we get to do it again. It's been a couple of years, and now we get to do it. Oh, I didn't great, realize. Great pictures, too. They completely, they'd completely canceled it the last couple of years. I'm, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure, you know, because of other things happening well, in the world. Or even if they had it, many people, it was their first time back because well, they didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable or something like that. Yeah, gotcha. I, mean, oh, I could have pictured that, just like 25 hardcore St. Patty's residents still marching down the street a couple of years ago. <laughs> and in Butte, it's possible. We're doing this. They might do that not on St. Patrick's Day. Like just random, you know, 25, what do you call them, beauticians? Oh, now I'm Now I'm definitely calling them beauticians. <laughs> not to their face, but because Butte people are known to be kind of rough. They, <laughs> yes, they are. My, my uncle lived in Butte and he had a, a couple trailers we called the one next door to where he lived a murder trailer mm-hmm. because there was literally still blood on the carpet from a previous murder. My goodness. And we'd go over there like, you know, when you're kids and something might be haunted or mm-hmm. it's a little scary. We'd go over there at night and like crawl around on the floor. I think about that now at 40. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what were you thinking? It's like, probably icky down there. <laughs> like, <laughs> gross. Gross. 
but but it, it is true. They they like St. Patrick's Day. They like their beer. Mm-hmm. They like copper, and they they are they are tough. And they like folk music festivals. Oh, okay. There's a huge one there, I guess, and I I've never been. We should go one day. We should. I mean, we should go for sure. Mm-hmm. One day, I'll be invited. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mark the words today. I'm, they are marked. I'm writing it down right now. Mm-hmm. Mark them Mark. well. Marked words. March nineteenth. Is that what you want me to write down? Marked words. Marked words. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are. That's written down. Okay. It's official. For the people here at the Kellergeist oh. that may not know who we are. Yep. Good morning. Welcome to the Kellergeist. I hope you're enjoying an amazing crepe. We have the sampler. We're each getting a sampler. We're gonna both sample the sampler. We're gonna sample the sampler. But we we are a local podcast called Last Best Conversation, and I don't know we're. We're, we're here to talk about Montana Great Falls, and this is officially like our first podcast we've had in a, a month or so where it's just Joe and I. Whoa, we usually have guests on. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about Great Falls history. We've talked about uh, the, the most recent podcast was with Drew Hicks over at Central Avenue Meats. Mm-hmm. We had a, our own signature burger at Roadhouse, and we've had them on a couple times. I think yep. that the, uh, Jason's the first three-peat. No, 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 he's not, because we had John on three times. Okay. But John Harris. there we go. They're mm-hmm. both tied. John mm-hmm. and Jason are tied for the three-peats. But, uh, yeah, we like to talk about Montana things. Mm-hmm. What I like to say is anything under the big sky. Mm-hmm. And as you can tell, we love the stereotypical Montana just marketing, you know, last best conversation under the mm-hmm. big sky, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right here in the electric city. Yeah, we say all <laughs> those things. Mm-hmm. We say damn. I couldn't think of a sentence right away, but damn. Oh, and mm-hmm. we've been featured, um, you know, on the No Damn Expert podcast. That's and we'll, we'll be recording with them here shortly to be on their podcast. They're, they're an amazing other podcast in town. Uh, the only difference between them and us, I would say, is they're No Damn Experts and we are damn experts. Because mm. we do trivia, okay? That could be a tagline. <laughs> that could be a tagline. Yeah, we also run a trivia night at Mighty Mo. we got a lot going on. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've usually I just feel like... You know, whatever. I play my guitar, I watch my movies, and I don't really, you know, engage my brain all that much. When you run a trivia night, you start to you start to feel like an academic. You know, you, you absolutely do. I I uh, was having a, a dinner with some friends uh, just the other night, and they're like, "So you got?" I think it's the same thing that like comedians might get mm-hmm. when they're like, "Oh, tell us a joke." Tell and, like, us comedians a joke, funny man. Doing like you know, knock knock jokes. It's like, well, my joke is like five ten minutes long there's several jokes in it right yeah. and they're like uh just tell us some trivia and i'm like oh. i mean i get it i'm not a dancing monkey but there's a lot of trivia in my brain yes <laughs> and so i did yeah. I, I, I was the dancing monkey and i just started doing trivia with them <laughs> did you know like <laughs> right and then and but then you feel like the um oh, what, what do they call it um but really uh what, what do they say actually you feel like an actually person. Well, mm. actually. Well, actually. Um. <laughs> that somebody brings up Star Wars or world geography or um, entomology, yep. any of our categories, and they say something. I'm like, mm, well, actually, mm. I've, I've done research on okay. that. And I hold my pinky up while I'm drinking. I love that. Love yeah. that feeling. And like, that's all just because we run a trivia night. I, I'm going to have that feeling... Um, I, I'm hoping to run into like the, the, the group of people that are just like super into Star Wars, you know, one mm-hmm, day mm-hmm. and then have them engage me. I want it to come up organically. 
about lightsabers. And then I'll just be like, oh, I've heard of those those things. <laughs> Do you know what they were called before they were lightsabers? What's your favorite color and what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> what fighting style uses that color? Do you choose it or is it, it, does it choose you? <laughs> Who was the first person? Oh, yeah, we could just we could actually go on for a long time about the, uh, the yeah. lightsabers. Because we had a podcast about it. Then it's been a trivia mm-hmm. topic once or twice as we've done trivia. Yeah, and as- so... Yeah, and we're, I mean, um, we're still doing that trivia night. Two more weeks only. Limited run. Yeah, when this comes out on Tuesday, we will have a trivia night. That was so very like, so. If you're listening to this in the morning, you can make it to trivia night tonight. You can come tonight. If you're in the room with us right now, you can come this coming Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and if you're in the room, listen on Tuesday. You can hear back. You might actually, if you're loud enough, you might hear yourself on the podcast. Yeah, if you want to yell out like, hey, mom, or whatever. <laughs> oh, that was me yelling out, huh? <laughs> um, and, then, and then we'll have one more after that. One more trivia night at the Mighty Mo from 6 to 8. Yeah. And yeah. we give out so, so, I can't believe we haven't had like 100 teams show up because we're giving out so much money yeah if a hundred teams showed up we could give them two dollars per team if we split up the winnings that you get because it's over two hundred dollars worth of gift cards and merchandise and plus you get featured prominently on our social media which is an honor in itself (laughs) (laughs) and uh the same teams won three weeks in a row okay so we've got a we've got a team that's like flexing their brains on people and it's it's like it's like watching bullies Come on to the schoolyard. You know, they're like... Like nerd bullies, though. Yeah. <laughs> into, right? into, I mean, yes. Yeah, they're, they're winning with their brain muscle. I'm a, when they walk in all together, I'm kind of seeing them in slow motion. Yep. You know? Yep. With an explosion in the back. Yep. Um, a fog machine in front. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, they're walking in with the smoke and the doves flying and the fire, and it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be a part of that too in the next two weeks. And we've been talking to the Kellergeist about potentially doing one here. However, I, I hope you hear the, the, the emphasis on potentially in there's, Joe's voice. There's the biggest asterisk in the world on this statement emphasis because, on asterisk because it is tough to do trivia nights. So like, it's a thought we're having. It's a conversation that we're having. It's, a con- it's one of the last best conversations. It's the last best conversation that we're having <laughs> that about we're having Trivia Night. About Trivia Night. So it may so or we'll may see. not happen. Yeah. And, can, if, and if we do it, there's definitely going to be a cover charge. Yeah. You're not getting in for free. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to be charging. And we're going to have like a pretest. We don't want people that are just like <laughs> there for fun. We want. <laughs> All right. So take this quiz really quick. I saw on a Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There was, um, uh, you know, like the, they call them like puzzlers or something that make the crosswords for newspapers. Okay, yep. And he was like a really attractive puzzler. Is it the name of the person who creates the puzzles? Is the, the person is called a puzzler? I, th- I think so, yeah. I love I th- this I th- term. I think it is. <laughs> I, I could be totally wrong on that, but we can call it a puzzler for I'll now. I'll look it up just in yeah. case. Okay. Well, the one that does this in the show is like a tra- an attractive dude okay. and also puts on like a little knight of like like crossword stuff and in order to get in you have to you know the the puzzles where if we're going to say like Joe Ryan but it's mixed up into another word okay. all the letters of your name are mixed up into another word mm-hmm. or if your name would make I can't remember what that's called either mm-hmm. it's not like an anagram but that's what I want to say but okay. anagram's like a personality test Man. <laughs> Melanie was here 
We'll just ask her when she comes. Like, okay. what's that thing? Because I'm that, sure she that knows. Thing? When you mix up the letters and it makes up another word, that was the test to get in. You couldn't get in if you couldn't figure out that puzzle. Yep. And, and you got we, like 20 seconds. Do, yeah. And we're going to do the same thing. <laughs> you know, you've got to answer this one. If you get it wrong, you're out. That reminds if you get me. it right, you give us $1,000 so you can come play. Ooh. <laughs> up the stakes. <laughs> I think that's what we should do. That's, that reminds me of that Step Brothers movie when they open up that karaoke business and they're like, we're not going to let just any old singer, like you have to be good you have to, be to good. come to this karaoke. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious because karaoke is for amateurs, but I, it's, I would totally go if I knew only good singers were going to be there. <laughs> right. It's a like, great business idea. <laughs> like the idea of karaoke is not to go and listen to good music. Right. That's kind of like a, a weird thing because it is about music. But I think, I could be wrong, but most of the people going are like, the only time I can actually sing in front of people is if I have the words, someone else is playing the music, mm-hmm. and I'm a little toasted. Mm-hmm. And that- nobody else out there, do I feel they're actually listening, right? Yeah. Like, and, so, and, and so it becomes like this maybe confidence booster yeah. for people that want to sing but don't have the, the gumption to get out there and do it. But it's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's a singing event for non-singers. Yeah. Because people want to sing, you know? People want to people be astronauts. People want to be famous photographers. We talked to a famous f- photographer yesterday. So that's, a, that's an amazing segue that you just did there, Joe. Thank you. It was, it was honest. I mean, that's where I was headed. <laughs> I was like, because it hit me. I was like, man, I, didn't, I thought we were going to talk to a guy that took pictures at Freeze Out Lake, which we did. And again, this is what I always, I have these expectations. And I'm like, well, yeah, those expectations were met. But also, he's been on every type of exotic hunt hunting expedition that you we would never even dream of going on he's been on all of those and can tell us stories and has pictures of them you can actually just google this guy and you know when you google you it's it's normally just on all but you can select images Mm -hmm. google tony bynum yeah t-o-n-y-b-y-n-u-m Google that and hit images and see all of the cool images he has from hunts, from freeze out, from, you know, nature, uh, camping, you know, whatever he's doing. And uh, that's who we have coming in two days. Yeah. So when this comes out, um, we have it coming on Thursday. Yeah. And our, it, cra- our crepes are here. It kind of interrupted. Yay. I'll take that one. Yeah. I'm just going to have mine right there for now. I'm just going to put it right there. Yeah. Joe has his own little thing over there. There we go. Thank you so much. And so we have our crepes. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Back to Tony Bynum. Yeah, if you like um, conservation, if you like um, outdoor kind of gear talk, if you like really high-end photography gear talk and, and the art of it, and then also if you're interested in like going and participating on what's happening right now, which is the, um, the Freeze Out Lake Spring migration. The spring migration is happening right now. So from right now until about the end of March, maybe into April, we're going to be, I mean, uh, out there just past Fairfield at Freeze Out Lake is going to be some amazing um, picture-taking opportunities. Of snow geese. And one thing I didn't, I mean, I guess I knew, but I didn't know, was uh, all the ducks, too, that come in. And so we talked about uh, some uh, pintails and, and 
That's the, the only one coming to my mind right now. The exotic, <laughs> the exotic Pokemon that you can find. Yeah. What yeah. Comes, I can't get it out of my brain. I'm like, oh, you get a, you're spotting an exotic little animal with weird things about it. With that weird colors and weird plumage. Colors, and, yeah. 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 And you can only get from this time to this time, and everyone wants it, but no one can find it. That just reminds me of that Pokemon game. <laughs> yep. And so uh, listen in on Thursday to that one because that, that was a fun podcast to record. And that's how you're going to trick your kids into going with you. I mean, just be like, we're going to go play Pokemon Go as a family. Like, in, what? In real life. Yeah, but it's all going to be geese. <laughs> <laughs> well, and ducks. And a couple swans. There's like... Oh, yeah. No, actually, like swans. a lot of, lots like of swans. Five th- if there's like a m- half a million geese out there, there's going to be like 5,000 swans. So, I mean, it's right. not going to feel impressive, but it's super impressive, all those swans in one place. You might even get to see a, a special swan or whatever. Uh, the, the, the blue swan. Is it the blue? I thought it was a duck. I don't know anything. Yeah, he, he said uh, it's the one blue in every swan. F- like, you mm. might see like 10 blue swans out there if there's half a million. And kids. if you see it, make a wish. And make that wish about um, our podcast doing well. That is, um, that's what that's the, true. Yep. And if you haven't heard the podcast with Tony on it, that's exactly what he says. Word for word. <laughs> cool. Okay. So um, what else? Oh, and then we were talking about um, just recently, we were talking with the History Museum and their um, cool things that they have available to look at from, uh, from the history of the Ozark Club right here in Great Falls. The Ozark Club, super famous for all of the world-class entertainment, the, um, the jugglers, the comedians, the jazz music, the dancers. And until our guest, uh, Ken Robeson, there was one, pic- one picture available, and that picture was of it burning down. There was no history. There was no artifacts. There was no thing at the History Museum before our guest, Ken, came on. And he was like, hey, man, there's a rich history here. Um, and here's all the things I've been researching from the newspapers that were here back in the day. The, uh, the Great Falls Tribune and the... Leader. Leader, thank you. I yeah. was not going to get it. <laughs> I, I had to say it as soon as it went into my brain because I would have lost it very quickly. So the leader, the conservative newspaper, the afternoon newspaper that I, now I want to research because he said that um, since it was in the afternoon, people, the kids would come down to Central and the different blocks and sell it for them. So they would have to have really interesting headlines that they would get to yell out. Like, like, uh, so cool. like, like newsboys. Yeah, like new, little newsies. Yeah. Jeez. That we actually had like right here in Great Falls. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. And so they got, we, once we got to talking about all that, that was great. And then, of course, the jazz music and all the music of the place and time perked up my ears. And then they had mentioned that they had done a, a night at the Ozarks um, back in 2007. And they did it for a few years in a row. And it was like a packed crowd. And it was so awesome. And then I'm like, oh, gosh, I, did, I wasn't here for it. And... Um, they mentioned Philip Aberg was the guy who kind of was the, the focal point of that because he's a local um, musician who's world-renowned. And then I was like, I never heard of him because I don't know anything about music. I just play a couple songs here around town. But when I did look him up, I found he did that song, um, Fooled Around and Fell in Love, which led me to um, Guardians of the Galaxy on YouTube because that song is featured prominently. And then he, this Montana piano player who still lives in, I think, Helena. I'm Mm -hmm. not really sure. He might be back in Chester now. But he's the piano player on that now super famous song. And I'm like, oh, that's... What a cool way to like go in a circle and start with history and go to the Ozark Club and find this, you know, jazz night that was from that. And then that 
cool uh, jazz musician who actually then has has and redid recordings from back in those days. There's only one recording from the history of the Ozarks, and it was like a live jam session. And he um, he redid all of those those songs remastered, and remastered yeah. them, and he has them for sale on his website on Sweetgrass. Uh, hold on, Sweetgrass Music. I think it's Sweetgrass Music. Yeah, it's SweetgrassMusic.com. So you can buy that stuff that happened in the Ozark Club before it burnt down back in the, you know, the heyday. Well, and I didn't, I hadn't even heard of red discs before. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I'm pretty sure me neither because I've not. I know about the smaller 45s and this this this, this older vinyl, you know, technology. And that, that podcast is coming out uh, the first week in April, so so look for that. Yeah, and we're going to try to get him on. I've already reached out because I'm now a fanboy, I've decided. Because, <laughs> and I'm not a fan of many other musicians. you didn't even know who he was just no a idea. couple days ago. No idea. I was like, who's this guy? Never heard of him. Oh, jazz piano, huh? No, thanks. Wah, wah, wah. And then you go and listen, and you're like, I was take it all back. This man is amazing and a genius, and I want to listen to his stuff nonstop now. That's pretty cool. I, uh, I have, I, I, I'm excited about the history. Like we've, we've been, we're not like a history podcast. We're a Montana podcast. How so accidental. So the, so the history, man, it's just been so much fun. We even went into with, with Tony Bynum, we even went into a little history of how they created freeze out and, um, Benton Lake, which are two, uh, waterfowl preserves within, half an hour 45 minutes of great falls we went into a little bit of that as well mm-hmm. and it's almost like whenever we have a guest on we 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 just dive down those the history either of them or their restaurant or their business or you know what whatever it is that's just kind of the avenue that we go even though we're not a historic but when we're getting Ike Kaufman on I hope all of you listen to that with with Ashley McCann mm-hmm. and I don't know how many times he's been recorded like we did giving an oral history of, of Great Falls. And so then we also get to like the special privilege of, of historians in our area having, having digital recordings of their voice like sharing. And that just feels like this, this honor um, that years and years from now, hopefully decades from now, when these people no longer can do that, uh, you know, either they passed on or moved away, we'll still have that available for the Great Falls community that they can go back and listen. And it's really cool. I think what we're, we're running into is um, something that uh, Ken, you know, the historian of the Ozark Club, he um, he stumbled onto. He, he got out of the Navy, and his story was, he was just like, well, I am interested in the history of Montana. I'm just not sure what subject to dive into. And so he just, he kind of, you know, did a sampling of all, you know, different subjects. And he found that the African-American culture was not done at all. Like no one, no one has written a word about it. And so he was like, well, that's, that's a shame. And, you know, there's a, there's a, um, there's a need here. And so I think that's what we're running into. Like every time we talk to somebody, um, we're just lucky enough that they're the only ones doing that thing. And they're, they're also trying to get the word out and we're just kind of helping accidentally, you know, and we're just like, I'm just an interested human, just like you are, Brian. We're like, I was going to say, it's such a selfish motivation that yeah. gets us there, right? Like, oh, you'd be fun to have on our show. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then it turns into this like really cool discovery that we had the one guy that started African-American 
history research. Yeah. It's the only reason that there's that, that dedicated page on the Montana uh, Historical Society mm-hmm. website. Yeah. And it's the only reason we have any pictures of the inside of the Ozark Club. It's the only reason we know about Ed Sims, who's the first African-American to uh, live in Great Falls. Like, mm-hmm. is all because of this this guy that we randomly got selfishly on the podcast. Yep. And now we now we, we get the privilege and honor of, of uh, getting that oral history. And not to mention how amazing he was at just speaking oh, and didn't. telling a story. Like, I think... We, we had one podcast, Joe, a long time ago where you were out of town and you called in, right? Right. Like a 10 or 15 minute podcast, super mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. This one with Ken was over an hour, hour and a half, you know, something like hour 36, I think. Yep. We probably talked less on that hour and 36 podcast than we did on the 10 or 15 minute one. Yep. And it's not because I wasn't excited or didn't have anything to say. It's just I didn't want to stop him because it was story time. And I like story time. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I'm really excited for when that comes out and, and all of you get to join in this excitement that we have for it, which is going to segue into saying thank you to all of our listeners, uh, those of you right here in the Keller Geist. This month, it's not official yet because we're not at the end of the month, but we've had uh, the Roadhouse, we've had Central Avenue Meets, we've had historians on, We've it, we are going to... Um, have, I think, the first ever in the world live podcast while someone flies, while they are suspended. And that's from uh, someone that works right here at the Covergeist. And she was kind enough to invite us along. And then in that same week, the end of March, we're going to have a podcast while I'm getting tattooed. That's the same week? Yeah. So Tuesday is going to be the suspension. Thursday is going to be the the podcast I'm while get, I'm getting tattooed. I'm going to get tattoo fever just hanging out in the tattoo shop that much. Yes. I mean, I have a few tattoos and I like them. I think they're cool. Um, but I haven't, I haven't got the itch for like a decade or more to get another one. But hanging out with this guy, I'm like, oh man, I should get something cool. <laughs> I should, yeah. I, I um, just being around, just being around people who are into that, into that sort of um, passionate, they're artists, you know, like he's an artist and he's, He's creating experiences for people, and it's just like, oh, it's just, I don't know. Well, so, totally cool. So, so I, was le- I was leading to, to thank our listeners, but we're going to thank them in just a second, because what I've noticed is whoever we have on the show, I get really into their thing. Uh-huh. Right? And so just like you're saying about tattoos, it's like, oh, I know that week I'm going to just want a bunch of tattoos. Well, all I, all I want to do this week is like butcher my own things and have fresh meat from Central Avenue Meats. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was eat at Roadhouse while we were there and make amazing burgers. And, and, and so all I want to do is research history. And so I, can, I think in our trivia night, you can even see like, oh, these are the podcasts that are coming up. So their categories kind of lean that way, right? We have mm-hmm. a lot of historical questions because we just recorded that historical podcast. But the reason I want to thank all of our listeners is, again, the month isn't over yet. We can already see through the projections that we're going to have more listeners this month than we've had the previous eight mm-hmm. combined. That's right. That's like exponential growth. It's huge. And we just want to thank, uh, including our guests, because they help by sharing on their social media, by creating burgers for us, by inviting us to the Keller guys to do a live podcast, by having us at Mighty Mo for a trivia night. They're helping in all of that. Mm-hmm. But also our amazing listeners that um, share with their friends, that like our things on social media, that leave us reviews. 
we just we just wanted to take a segment and just really just say uh, thank you to all of you that are spending hours of your life listening and sharing and and investing in the last best conversation. Yeah, we totally appreciate that. So much so that we are going to force ourselves to continue to sample these delicious crepes <laughs> when people need us to and sample delicious burgers and hand cut our own um, bone in sirloin steaks and then go take them home and fry them up in a cast iron pan with garlic and rosemary and butter. And then we will force ourselves to eat it and enjoy <laughs> <laughs> and go to go to the Mighty Mo and have an awesome pizza. Mm. It's it's rough. It's a rough life. It's a rough living. It's really hard. It takes up a lot of our time. We can't do it without you, though. We and, can't. But because of all of your support, we will continue to suffer through all of this horrible, hard work that we've been doing. I mean, I I have had to like change around my workout routine because of all the delicious, rich food. <laughs> I'm like noticing like, man, I'm living the good life all of a sudden here. What the? We talked about these crepes briefly. I just had the curry one. Mm-hmm. Oh my good! Like they've all been good. I had the Nutella one. I had the strawberry one and then the curry. I kind of mixing up the sweet and savory. Oh, what a surprise. The curry one wasn't my thing last time, but this time this I agree time, with you. So good. Oh my goodness. Big old chunks of chicken, the nice curry flavor that's different, but... Anyway, kind of oh, good. So good. I hope those of you that are here at the Keller Guys are enjoying these crepes. Yeah, try the curry one. If you're like, I don't know about that curry one, try it. Just what? What's going to happen? It's one crepe. <laughs> yeah, which is like, they're, they're, they're the perfect for like three bites. Get the sampler. Come but on. You, if you really wanted to be a barbarian, you could fit one of these crepes in your mouth in one bite. Yeah. Oh, we should have Skylar from the Barbarians if he's... I'm not sure if he's still with the Barbarians, but we should have Skylar back on, basically, speaking of the Barbarian way to do things. Maybe, like, the next time we do a live one here, so he would be the one to eat the crepes in one bite. Yeah! You know, because he's, uh, um, I liked talking with Skylar because he's, like, he's into the art of the conversation. You can tell. He just, like, he, he's as interested in hearing what we're saying as we are with hearing what he's saying. So it's just like, whoa, he's, like, throwing that energy back on me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, this is really good. And he's like so insightful and he has a lot of depth to him. And Oh, and he just came out with a book. So I think it'd be cool to um, talk to him about his new book that he has, um, that he did the voice, that's not the voice, but he, he did the uh, audio book work for. Right, right. I and really want to call it voiceover, but it's not, what is it's it? Not what would it be over? over? It's not over anything. It's not over, <laughs> over nothing. Okay. Yeah. I'm Over, over the words written I'm, I'm, on the page. I'm over trying to call it voiceover sorry it's a he does um he does he provides the, the vocal art art the vocal art yeah because, <laughs> for because some, some authors will do their own audiobook and, and record it some know that they should not yeah and some just really shouldn't and can't mm-hmm. and or won't and so they they call up skyler who lives right here in great falls mm-hmm. and he's like oh i got that for you he kind of leans towards the sci-fi Loves the sci-fi. Loves the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. He did this whole feature on his social media where he introduced you to the characters of the book too, where you know whatever voices he was doing, he introduced the character and, and showed you who they were and little pictures of them. It was pretty cool. Did you listen to one, or did he sh- he shared that on online? He or shared it on his uh, story on Instagram. Oh, cool! It was just introducing new characters, and then if you if you signed up for his mailer, he would give you a free audio book. He has like an email list. 
So he's way on top of things. We don't even have an email list. Oh, no. We're just I don't learn- know what I would do if somebody gave me their email. We're just like, learning from from people like him. We're riding his coattails, basically. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, that's what you're doing? Yeah, I guess we should do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think we should have him back on. Mm-hmm. Maybe have him do some voices. I really like it when people do voices. Every once oh. in a while, you'll pull out like a Scottish or an Irish or, mm-hmm. or you know, you'll impersonate somebody. <clears throat> I love that. Yeah. I, can't, I can't do it. I mean, I can, but I can't. Oh, we should bring Skylar on and um, there's a there's like a table game. You know, you you play these games with your family around the dinner table. There's a game where the whole thing is like, okay, we'll say this thing in this voice or in this accent. We should play that game with Skylar. And then it's my favorite thing to do is hear Melanie try to do a Wookiee. Because you know, it's like, oh, say this state, statement in a Wookiee voice. So my wife will, she, she just can't do it. She just makes up something else, like something that's not at all what it sounds like and is the most hilarious thing. <laughs> and so uh, in all of our research, I'm, I'm going to actually, you uh, um, his voice started out as like uh, dying animals. Like they added into it dying animals. It wasn't just like somebody doing it. Whoa. I found that in my research. It wasn't one of our trivia questions, though. So, actually. 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 That was uh, the sound of dying animals mixed mm. with a tuba. I think, I think my next drink is going to be a mimosa. What was the, what was the one? Berry Superstitious. That yep. one. I think I'm going to do the Berry Superstitious next. Yeah, me too. And you just had the pesto. How did you think about that? What did, how did you think? With my brain, Brian. What did you think? It was good. <laughs> Here's my... <clears throat> Let's see. Um, that, would, that would be awesome if you're reading the Michelin uh, book and they're describing certain dishes. And they're like, well, this one was good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we traveled to Chicago and went to the deep dish pizza parlor named, you know, whatever. And the pizza was dot, 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 good. Good. Exclamation point. That that would be kind of hilarious to like. End of paragraph. Go there and ask to see the head chef and shake his hand and be like, "Sir, I just wanted to let you know that this food was good. Good. Now, good day, sir." There's there's something I've noticed among our listeners, um, along these lines of of trying food and then telling people how it tastes. I tend to bring up the. Um, a word or a phrase when describing a, a food. And our listeners love it whenever I say it. And Joe does not. I think it's because they know I don't like it. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> my, my brother doesn't like, like physical contact, so everybody always gives him hugs. Mm-hmm. Right? Like mm-hmm. he gets more hugs than me, and I love hugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so whenever I say mouthfeel, yeah. everybody... Like, like Jason actually put the time that I said it on the last podcast on our post about it. Oh, God. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, yeah. So I almost think we need a shirt. Like if we did a first shirt, it would be like our logo on the back and then on the front, amazing mouth feels or, or something, hashtag mouth feels or something like that. Because I'm pretty sure that's the first shirt people would want to buy. I would hate that idea. <laughs> I think that idea is dumb. <laughs> Not that you're dumb for bringing it up. Mm-hmm. It just that's my initial reaction. Is I want that word to go away. <laughs> phrase or phrase? Yeah. Is it really? Is it? 
thought it was like mouth, a cow. Mouth feels. Maybe it is a, like a hyphen. It's like one word in my brain. It's like one. Yeah. It's like one statement that someone slaps me with. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks. It's like, it's like when someone accidentally spits. You know, they don't mean to do it, but they like kind of spit in your face. And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that wasn't my favorite. But I, you, you, you well, weren't doing that on purpose. When that happens and you know that they didn't do it on purpose, do you try not to wipe it away? Oh, no, I'll, wipe, like, I'll oh, wipe it away for sure. Okay. Just so they I know. I think I've done both like, where like I'll just kind of like, oh, it's okay. It's the president of the United States that spit on me. I'm going to try not to like wipe it away, mm-hmm. you know, or oh, you got me. And then I bring my, my hand up and then because that, that then makes more awkwardness where they have to like apologize. But if you could get a, a president to apologize to you, I mean, <laughs> I mean, in that moment, mm-hmm. I might be like, oh, God, it's really stinging my eye, too. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Were you just chewing some tobacco? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Anyways. Okay, so we thanked our listeners. We told them that this is going to be an amazing month. And yeah. hey, we still have some time. If you want to make it even more amazing, share even more. Like even more, review yeah. even more. Yeah, that's but cool. with those reviews, we have one that we want to read because we've made a promise that if you write a review on Apple iTunes, we will read it live on air. Yeah, so we're going to make good on that. And I had it pulled up, but then it like unpulled up. And so now I've got it pulled up. Oh my goodness, this is awkward. Let me get it. Okay. So this is from Acacia Avenue. On February 27th, they gave us five stars. Thank you. The title of it Thank is you. Excellent Production, comma, Quality Conversation, exclamation point. Mm. The organic nature of this podcast is great. Clearly not pre-scripted, which, I mean, that, that's a good thing. I'm taking it as a compliment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clearly not pre-scripted, <laughs> but you should get a prescription for it. <laughs> Is that a twist on words? Okay. I made that up. That's not in the review. Oh, okay. Clearly not prescripted. The hosts do a great job with guests in generating generally interesting conversation that twists and turns into a variety of topics. That's the bunny, bunny trails that we go down. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what that, that is. Knowledgeable hosts, no awkward pauses or segues, and always an entertaining listen that makes you feel that you are part. And, and part is all caps. Part of the conversation rather than an eavesdropping bystander. Oh, okay. And that's Acacia Avenue. So Acacia Avenue, shout out. If you write an email, which we have in the link in the show notes, to myself or Joe, we will, with your with your mailing address, we will send you a sticker for free. Yeah, that's cool. And so, and, and maybe even a handwritten thank you note. So um, if you're listening right now, Acacia Avenue, uh, yeah, send us an email. And again, link in the show notes, and we will send you a sticker and a little handwritten thank you note. Mm-hmm. And that goes for anybody that's written a review. Um, just make sure that you put on the email what your whatever your Apple handle is, right? Mike L four oh six, and uh, the other ones that we have. That was just the top one I see there. Grace abounding. Um, any of you guys that have written us reviews, like we want to take the time to write you a review as well, mm-hmm. verbally. So, well, verbally or and or handwrittenly. Oh yeah, good thinking. So, we read the review. The review was good, and that's a good point. I like to say that um, 
we give you the opportunity to, to eavesdrop on us. But you're right. We invite you. It's not like we're like, oh, I didn't know anyone was listening. Uh-oh. Shouldn't have said that. No, no. We, we acknowledge people are listening. So, yeah, good point. Yeah, because uh, at no point do we, like, pretend that we'd not, you know. Yeah, don't tell anyone this. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I'm going to show you a little note here. Out of all the things that I wrote down that we wanted to make sure we talked about, that's the that's the only other one that I that I have written down. Gotcha. So um, we've been trying to figure out like what how to describe this conversation to people. I mean, this podcast, which is the last best conversation. We tried to name it the thing that we wanted it to be, with in mind that we just you know conversations like um, Acacia said are not scripted. You know, we, we, we have goals. We want to hit certain topics. We have certain things that we, you know, we hope to put in each conversation, but we also just want it to happen. And if it goes in a way that's uncomfortable, we want to, sh- I don't know, at least like show ways where we can bring it back to the comfortable place, you know, cause when we've noticed that conversations get out of hand these days and we, they go, they go in a direction and you can't get them back. You know, you can't get them back to the comfortable place where you're just exchanging ideas and respecting each other. So, um, we've, we've, this, this phrase, um, kind of, kind of almost sums it up. Brian and I are trying to articulate the gray areas of life. And so, you know, we, 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 I love the, I love the extremes. You know, I love things like that. I love, um, bylines. I love mottos. I love sound bites. You know, lots of us are in marketing. Lots of us are just trying to catch your ear, but that's not where most of life resides. That's just the beginning of a conversation is just, Hey, I want to try to get your attention with this jingle or byline or motto or meme or whatever. Or or newsy headline. Something. Yeah. Right. And what Brian and I are trying to do is like, well, let's bring those things up. But instead of letting, let's say an uncomfortable topic, um, separate us, why don't we bring it up, acknowledge the memes and the things that, that people say, and then just start talking about the subject. What's the worst that could happen? Besides, you know, saying the wrong thing, but then acknowledging it and saying, oh, sorry. And then, you know, we try our best. Mm-hmm. We, we try to articulate that gray area. And so it takes a well, bit of, um, like, I have to, we have to put on almost like in a, we're going like, okay, we're putting ourselves out there for this. It's almost like putting on your armor. Like, well, I'm going to take this on. I'm just going to have a regular conversation uh, with someone who doesn't think the same way I do all the time. And I'm going to present it like it's a good thing <laughs> instead of us against them and see who prevails. Well, and I think another thing that we kind of brought up about that, too, is that you, if, if anything, you're left leaning. I'm right leaning, <clears throat> which is the uniqueness. Why we, why we continued to do the podcast, right? Is we're like, oh, we have these like, like not dueling pers- personalities, but polar, at yeah. least, mm-hmm. slightly polar. But we're always able to maybe not agree on everything, but come to an agreement. Yeah. Right? Exactly. To where, to where, but it's so hard to have a little, what they used to call it in the sales word, world is an elevator speech, right? Mm-hmm. That if you're going to ride an elevator a couple floors, how do you explain to someone what, you, what you're selling? Or, or, you know, what your business is. Well, we wanted to have an uh, elevator speech for the podcast. It's really hard, though, to articulate gray. Oh, my gosh. It just came to me like um, it, it's like how to explain our podcast 
in in a short little soundbite is mm-hmm. is the and ant- antithesis to why we exist. You know, it's hard to come up with a soundbite that says we're not about soundbites. <laughs> right. We can't we can't tell you what yeah. we're about in a soundbite. You doing, have to listen for over an hour or more. Right, because we're doing long form conversation mm-hmm. that twists and turns and we bring you with us to eventually end up at a place where I think ninety percent of humans can agree. Yeah, yeah. And we're not just trying to sell you the stuff that we're that we're advertising. We're just we're generally interested in the things and want to tell you about them. Mm-hmm. And at this point, get paid zero dollars to do so that's so i mean you can trust that whatever we're talking about is a 100 percent what we're interested in oh yeah that's actually a thing to bring up uh for anybody that's new listening um these businesses that we go and see and talk to like they're not hiring us nope to do exposés on them nope you know maybe someday that'll be a, a a thing they should because we get too busy we're awesome at it but it's it's something that we enjoy so much and then we realize too that that it is um, it is a service. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to like be boastful or anything, but it's a service when you can provide your customers with the gray, with the non soundbite elevator speech of of what your business is. And so you know, with with Roadhouse, you know that they make burgers and they make good burgers and they're really good at advertising. But when we have them on the podcast, you then realize that they, they are a happily married couple and one of them's into hard rock. The other one is un, unusually the most bubbly person in Great Falls probably in, in Terra. And you start to realize that like they struggled to open up a business and they care about their customers and, and you start to realize all this stuff about them and the same thing with Central Avenue Meats or any of the other, those are just the recent ones we've had, but mm-hmm. you get this backstory. Yeah. And I find it more pleasurable to give someone dollars out of my wallet mm-hmm. when I know that I can trust them. And that's hopefully what we're doing is building more trust. Yeah, it's like adding adding value. But what I mean by adding value is when you see a... When you see a ten or fifteen dollar hamburger, and you're like, "Ugh, I don't know," but then you hear the backstory on how this burger came to your plate, and you realize, "Oh, I would pay thirty dollars for this easily. I would, I would love to pay thirty dollars for this burger just for this experience and to and to be a part of these people's work ethic and what they're trying to do for our city." And it, it's just like. Yeah, if they had a sponsorship program, like I'd, I'd want a, a card so I could give to that process, you know? Well, yeah, like, and, and we're, we're, we're narrowing in on Roadhouse here, but it's just like, I don't actually know how they make that meal as cheap as they do with everything locally sourced, grinding their own meat. Mm-hmm. Employees that have been working there for years, like yep. all of them have an S at the end of how long they've been working there because it's plural. Mm-hmm. Well, if anybody's worked somewhere longer than a year, you usually get raises, right? Yep. So, like, they're they're paying their employees that have been there for years and themselves and paying rent and buying local sourced beef and local sourced potatoes and local sourced buns and local sourced and local sourced. And it's mm-hmm. like using the highest quality stuff. And a meal there is just as much as it costs at fast food, which is like a like a 
meat paste that comes out. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, once you realize all of that, though, right? Because mm-hmm. if, if you're just driving by and see the surface of it, it's just, it's just a, another burger. Yeah. You know, may, maybe not, but... Um, and so I like that idea that like we can uh, to not continue to pick on Roadhouse. We can we can know who Drew at Central Avenue Meats is, and then you you start to trust your butcher. Yep. And you know where your meat comes from, and you can trust that he's done research and he'll tell you. Oh, I've never heard of that meal before, mm-hmm. or that cooking style, or that cut of meat. Well, let's Google it together. Let's figure this out, and I'll, yeah. I'll get it for you. Yeah. They're not gonna do. Uh, they're not gonna do that at a local grocery store. Nah, they're gonna. They're not gonna like help you Google something. <laughs> I mean, maybe they will. Maybe I should try. I don't. <laughs> if, we if should go into uh, uh, one of the one of the conglomerates and just ask them. Hey, mm-hmm. what kind of a uh, cut could I get on that skirt steak back there? <laughs> right. Right. Can you help me make bon me? Yeah. And be like what? You want to make what now? Why don't you just grab some burger and go make a burger? And, and actually, after listening to that podcast, listening back to it, he was talking about the jerky towards the end. What was the name of it again? Bill, Bill Tong? Bill Tong, yeah. Bill Tong. We never shared with anybody, but he gave us like five pounds of that stuff each when we left. I don't know how much it actually was. At least. It was a it was, huge it bag. It was a huge bag. The family and, and I ate it for a week and a half, maybe more. Right. I don't know if it lasted that long because it was so good. There was one that was garlic, and then what was the other flavor? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. Is that the one you took? Mm-hmm. Okay, I took the garlic. We each took a different flavor. Mm-hmm. It was the best. And I'm, that's a total sidetrack and bunny trail to go down, mm-hmm. but oh my goodness. Yeah, I've wh- never had jerky that good. When, when Central Avenue Meats gets approval to be selling their biltong, just make some pre-orders because it is the best jerky that you will ever, ever have, and you can tell your friends in Lincoln, I said so, <laughs> where high country is. Yeah. You guys. It is, it is sometimes too chewy, by the way. The, it, high, the high country? Even though on the, ba- on the back of the bag it says, never too chewy. Like, I disagree. That's so false advertising. I'm hoping somebody from high country <laughs> listens and we can have them on the podcast. I hope they're not mad at me. But if they are, you bring it on. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about let's it. Let's talk about it. Okay, because I've eaten tons of your product. Which is one of my favorite shirts. It has a taco on it, and it says, let's taco about it. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and so, so if you're listening, high country, we know you are. We're throwing down the gauntlet. Our email's down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Joe and Brian, we're waiting. We're, we're right oh, here. We're waiting. We will make a trip to Lincoln. Oh, I love that drive. Oh, it's a beautiful drive. Mm-hmm. Go right through nice my hometown. Little town. Mm-hmm. I think it's still the only town, like maybe in America. Ah, Somebody else told me this. This isn't a fact, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they give out beer at their parade. Oh, I bet they do. I mean, I remember getting a, um, a show there one time. Uh, they, I can't remember how I got a hold of them. They were like, uh, oh, do you have a band? And I was like, no, I don't have a band. I'm just a solo guy. But I, I do. At um, the time. At the time. At the you time. You do currently have a band. Yeah, this is years ago. Yeah. Um, I said, I do host open mics. And I could come out. I'd be happy to come out there and host an open mic for your bar. And they were like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, we've got a lot of guitar players around here. That would, that would enjoy that. And so I actually brought like three or four performers with me to make sure that there would be something. you know, And they were cool with it. And, you know, friends of mine. And um, when we got there, the, the marquee on the bar said the, um, the open mic band. So <laughs> they thought some, somebody got confused and thought that there was a, a band coming that named themselves Open Mic. 
which would be a fine name for a band. It's just that's not what I was preparing to do for them that night. So it was a very confusing night for well, the crowd and I. That, it would be confusing any time you played somewhere because they'd see, like, tonight, open mic. Yeah. But and then people would show up with their guitars. It's almost like that uh, if you named your, if you named your band uh, Free Beer Tonight. <laughs> you know, just have that <laughs> free beer tonight from this time to this time. And then you show up, where's the free beer? And like, yeah. it's on stage. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah, now you're here. We've tricked you into listening to live music. That's the way you do it, really, is by, through trickery and deceit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want some advice on how to get into music and live, live entertainment, I suggest trickery and deceit. That's <laughs> 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 fine advice, Joe. That yeah. is- um, amazing for any of our young listeners. You like, know, oh, that's, okay. that's insider stuff. That is not stuff you're going to find on the Reading Rainbow. You know, you're not going to find... Lamar Burton. Yeah, Lamar Burton would never give you that advice. So I just want to tell you what it, what's happening on the streets, the mean, the mean streets or dirt roads of Montana. You know? Do you remember Reading Rainbow? Of course, man. Uh, Why do you think I'm a good person that, uh, that knows anything? can do anything. Right? Just take a look. It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. man. That just brings back all of the tingly good feelings. Yep. Thinking of... And then and then when you were as a kid, you'd watch the reading Rainbow like when you got home from school or you stayed home sick or something like that. And then at night, your parents would be watching Star Trek and you're like, I know that guy. I know that you guy. You feel like you know him, mm-hmm. right? I knew him before he was cool. And he'd have those cool... <laughs> cool sunglasses the visor the visor thing on why did he have that visor he was blind and that made him see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he could actually see better somehow yeah he's he's kind of like a yeah um star trek version of daredevil but okay. daredevil you know could see through his ears kind of with the sonar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what was that guy's name um and the uh, daredevil jordy was a uh, Jordy? Uh, what was the, is the character's name in Star Trek? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't remember. Anyways, um, so it's the same deal. He could see better than with that device. Because when they remake Star Treks, that's the one I've watched the most. Is like the remake, mm-hmm. the, new, the newer ones. I love them. They're great. They're from our era. Yeah. They don't have his character in it though. What? Yeah, there's no like guy wearing a visor that's blind. Hmm. They have. They always have like the. Scotty character. They always have the captain. They always have Spock. Maybe it's uh, one of those weird things where they don't want like a guy who can see playing a blind man. You know, taking work away from all the blind actors. I, maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, I'm gonna just <laughs> say it's because they're racist. Ooh, okay, watch out. Yep, that's maybe because I Prob- don't I don't recognize either. So the problem is, is I didn't watch enough when I was a kid for the older Star Trek to know if they've remade also Whoopi Goldberg's character. Mm. But I can't picture that one or Lamar Burton, and it's kind of ringing true here. You, you know, know? What, you know what I want to do now is just do a. Why don't we do a trivia topic of just that specific Star Trek? <laughs> and so you can find out like all the... Yeah. yeah. Now I want to know. So either you can take that subject or I'll take it and I'll just well, let you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we this week is my worst week as far as creating the questions for Trivia Night. Mm-hmm. I haven't... Me neither. I haven't done anything. I know I need to. It's all days. I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. It's all I'm going to need. It's all I'm going to do tomorrow. Yeah. Ugh. 
It's okay, you know. But uh, if we make the categories fun enough, yeah. it is fun. Yeah. And so yep. we just have to make the categories fun enough for us. Yeah, let's do that. We'll do Star Trek. We'll do, um, you know, cartoons, old-timey cartoons from our day. Is it fair that we're, we're telling people the categories beforehand? I don't know. Because this, like, this is coming out the morning that we're going to do it. Oh, yeah, I think so. Because you know how we do. But, like, you'll say, oh, it's going to be Star Trek. And it's going to be like, you're not going to just. You can't just know the show to get the questions. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to have to, like. Yeah, you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't no. be prepared for no. our trivia. You I could, really couldn't. No, I could, like, even give you an example of the first question and give that one to you. And then still, I would, I'd be confident that, unless you're that team that keeps winning every week, Pastor Steven and his crew of scary brainiacs. <laughs> I feel like, pa- is that his name, Pastor Steven? Stefan? Stefan Underwood. Stefan. I feel like Pastor Stefan, um, like when he walks in the mighty, I feel like he's about to shove me in the locker. <laughs> like, oh, that's a, that's a nice sized brain you got there. <laughs> Wuss. Not you, non-nerd. Yeah, <laughs> get get in my face. Well, and that's the thing we haven't really advertised about is the winning team gets to help us pick the next couple categories for the next week. We take their suggestions. We yeah. take their suggestions, and so like, for example, the week prior when they won, they they said, "Hey, you should do Dungeons and Dragons, which is a game, D and D." Well. I did that, but I did it on real dungeons and, and, real, and dragons. real dragons, which dragons aren't real, but real dragon lore. lore. There you go. Yeah. For China, Japan. Um, what was the dragon's name on Shrek? That was you a know. fun one. Yeah. I thought it would be Eleanor, but it was even more simple. Elizabeth. Okay. Elizabeth. Oh, well, I, and so I could hear Donkey saying that name. Elizabeth or something. He like yells it at one point. I oh, well, yeah. Uh-huh. That's a great voice. I mean, Eddie Murphy, right? It's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. That's a great voice. Which, which he got... Didn't he go to jail? For sure. I mean, all the great comedians. <laughs> uh, let me think. I can't think of one that hasn't been to jail. Has Joe Rogan been to jail? Uh, most likely. Because <laughs> he just does so much bro stuff. You know, like, you got to imagine he was just, like, on a boat or a big truck somewhere having fun with his friends and somebody was like, you can't do that. You can't poach that blue whale. I just, I'll have to look it up now because, you know, any fans of Joe Rogan's will just... But it was like tax evasion or something for Eddie Murphy. So he was gone for a while, like at the peak, the peak of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he went away and then came back going like, hey, maybe Mr. Doolittle movies? That would be fun. (laughs) Like, right? Right. right. (laughs) Because there was one movie that he was a... uh, when, when you have, what are they called? When, when you have a hostage situation, the guy that talks to the hostage taker. Mm-hmm. What are those people called? Um, hostage negotiators? Negotiator. I think it might have even been called The Negotiator. Okay. It's a, maybe a little known Eddie Murphy movie. I'm not sure if it's, it's well known. One of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies where he's a negotiator and ne- negotiates. He negotiates things. I wish I could tell you more about it, but you should watch it. I th- probably if I saw it, I'd be like, oh, I've seen this movie. Okay. I just can't picture it right now. And Coming to America. Oh. That's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, I've got like five movies in my life that I just like, I love them so much. They're like masterpieces, and that's one of them for me. Is Coming to America? Coming to America, yeah. My, my, my new, I guess maybe like Eddie Murphy's... T- type he's not Eddie Murphy type he's a comedian mm-hmm. but like like Eddie Murphy where you just watch all the movies he was in 
right? So like that, like yeah. my new one like that is Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, okay. He's I, funny. I just watched Six Underground. Mm. It came out like I, I I swear I didn't hear it come out, but it's about these. He's like this rich guy that then, um, uh, like deletes his person. Like like he's no longer like known as this name. He's not famous anymore. He was like a billionaire and helped do some kind of like cell phone tech and stuff. Well, he keeps all the money, but then like goes off the grid and then recruits all of these like CIA people to like be on his team. And they just, the reason it's six underground is because they say that they're like the living dead. He deletes all of them off of the grid and they go around and, and they, they take out terrorists. Okay. Using his billions of dollars. But it's a Ryan Reynolds um, comedy. Oh, really? You know, like, it's, it's, it's uh, Free Guy. Have you seen Free Guy? Mm-mm. Oh, my goodness. Both of those movies you need to watch. Because he just has this, this sense of humor where you know that, like, a writer didn't write his lines for the movie. Like, he had lived It's so that. Ryan Reynolds, which is, was the... The majesty of Eddie Murphy, too, right? That he could just like come up with some of these just great zingers, one liners mm-hmm. that were just hilarious. Yep. And it was kind of a very similar thing that Ryan Reynolds, he just has this style of comedy that, oh, I watch everything he puts out now. Could I get a Barry Superstitious? Oh, look at that. That's what I was doing over there. Were you like signaling? No, and I took off my headphones. I went over there. It was, like, oh, all I didn't. Did I notice that you even left? Maybe not. You were in a monologue. All right. Okay. I was in a monologue. <laughs> it's monologuing. Oh, I remember. I remember. We were talking. Yep, I remember. I do remember that you got up. And I was like, I need a monologue right now yep. because Joe's getting up. I thought you did a great... And I even walked over there just to check the sound a little bit. I feel like, um, like up here and while we're talking, it sounds like we are just booming to the entire place. But we're not. We're not, no. We're not. Okay. We're, we're like so quiet. We're like a... Um, we're, I, I'd say we're still like background music. So like unless you're like sitting real close, I don't think you can hear every word we're saying. Do you think that's why every... Oh. Well, there's no tables right there. No, yeah, that's, yeah. And for everybody here, one thing that we forgot to mention last time is we do have uh, signature coffee from Albanco for sale up here. And for anybody listening, 15, 15 bucks gets you a bag of Guatemalan Gra Great Falls roasted. The lightest, fruitiest, most heavily caffeinated cup of coffee you're ever going to drink. Mm. Like, yep. Take it with you on a road I think, trip. I think he only roasted it to the first crack. It's the fir- it's the, we call it the Kraken. <laughs> we don't call it that. No, Pit. we actually don't have like it's the last best coffee. I don't know. It's going to be the perfect summer coffee. Like you want to go on a road trip and you want iced coffee to go with you. Take no other drink except for this. This will keep you up. It's delicious. You can drink it quickly on ice. It's um, it's a delight. Well, we've realized that, that the best the best way we've had it, it's good anyway, but the best way we've had it is on ice with a little bit of cream. Like, it was just majestic. Yeah, it was like... You don't even need any sugar in it. Like, it was just like this sweet, sweet enough that you could just... A mm-hmm. little bit of cream, ice, good to go. I forgot the tagline that we put on there. Is I remember it? sitting at your house, like, making these stickers for the coffee bags. Mm-hmm. A cup of coffee mm-hmm. for when all you have is tea. <laughs> We're hilarious. Because the kids now, when they say that they have gossip, it's called tea. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the reason I'm saying that is not to make anybody feel dumb, mm-hmm. but our average age of listener is older. 
older persons. Yeah, they're like they're actually a little bit older than us. Is our average age like forty five to fifty five? That's our highest area. We have listeners all the way from eighteen to seventy, but uh, our our largest demographic is older, and they may not know that that the the kids the kids these days they're <laughs> saying that uh, they they need to share the tea, and that means that they have some gossip. They have some gossip to share. And so that's why we got a cup of coffee for when all you have is tea. The perfect coffee to gossip. It's a cup of coffee for when all you got is tea. Pick up a bag from Brian and me sitting on the stage over here doing this live podcast for y'all. That ain't all. There you go. That was beautiful, Joe. Thank you. I, I was I was trying to think how we could bring out the guitar, and it actually seemed like I set that up. Like the pause was perfect, and then you just picked right up. But yeah. it, that was spur of the moment. Yeah. I just thought, well, I brought the guitar. It's sitting over there. I have it all plugged in and stuff. And we're talking about <clears throat> coffee. It's our coffee, and my name, my first name is Joe, so my brain couldn't shut up until I picked up the guitar and just did a little ditty. Mm. <laughs> and Joe, Joe rhymes with a lot of things, like schmo. Yep. I was like, how do I not say, do you want a cup of Joe? And then, because I've already used the Joe rhyme, because my name's Joe, and dang it. If, if you <laughs> ever, like, I don't know if one of us can fire the other, but if you ever fire me, yep. Cup of Joe would be the perfect name for your podcast. Okay. Or, or like you name it something, but then the tagline is have a cup of Joe. Have a cup of Joe with, you know? your, with your eggs. Yeah. And so maybe you just call it the morning grind, mm-hmm. you know, and then have a cup of Joe. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. It's writing itself, isn't it? Yeah. That's why you had to pick up the guitar. It just writes itself. It's writing itself. What rhymes with Brian? Trying. Yeah. If you're trying, crying. next time you're trying a cup of <laughs> <laughs> Right? Like, I can't do that. Next time you're flying down the road. I mean, there's... There's, there's a bit. Flying, trying, crying, Brian. Mayan. Hey. I'm not Mayan. Well, might, might, might Mayan your own business. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I, I, we've, we've gone through the list of all the things that we wanted to make sure we told our listeners. Mm-hmm. We do have tattoos coming up. We, mm-hmm. Just amazing stuff has happened this month, and then even more in the works as we move forward. So we're just we're just thankful for all of you. Yeah, having and some fun doing a live podcast, which are which are weird for us, but they're this one's easier than the last one. It gets us out of our comfort zone, and you know provides a little other thing that we can do if you like. You know what I mean? So I do know what you mean. Good, good, because live podcasts are like this whole other thing. I got to set up my um, my speaker that I use for my solo show. And I'm doing a solo show later on tonight at uh, the Ranches at Belt, so that'll be fun. I feel like I'm having a really a really good day. I'm, I'm doing a live podcast first thing in the morning. And then I take a little break, go home, rest. And then actually both of us are going to go out to the Ranches at Belt because it's a beautiful area. And um, I have a two-hour show to play for a, a get-together out there. And Brian's going to take what pictures he can and hang out. And, I'll, I'll um, carry gear, too. Ooh, yeah. I'll help you my... carry stuff in. And cool. I might even plug something into the wall if you need me to. 
Hey, man. I, I often need that. And know? I think uh, maybe I'll find the perfect placement for your tip jug. Do you have a tip jug? I don't. I usually, just, I usually just use like a, any glass that the bar or, or place has because I used to have this huge, impressive wine glass. You know, cost me like 20 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it broke. I was like, dang, that looked really cool, and I liked having it. And I got another one, and that worked really great, and then it broke. And then I got another one, and it worked really great, until it broke. So I, I would love to have a really awesome-looking tip jar like I see some of my contemporaries have. I'm also just prone to breaking expensive glass things. So you should have like a 10-gallon cowboy hat. Maybe, but what I like is when people can see... The, the cash in the receptacle, oh. it's like, a, it's its own marketing. It's I like, oh, I this goes in there. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that that's why you had it clear. Okay, mm-hmm. so then you need to go, it's, I, I don't know why I'm leaning towards cowboy-esque kind of things, because it's not like you're singing all of this country. Maybe, but, maybe um, a few, but yeah. Off, uh, there was, when, in my research of beers, there's a cer- certain glass that you can use that's a boot-shaped Oh, yeah. Okay. And so you just get like a massive one of those. Oh, my, for sure. My grandma had little shot glasses around her house that were boot shaped. I'm sure I could have one to break, you know, easily. <laughs> just, well, so what I know about those bigger ones is it's like they're sturdy. Okay. And so it doesn't have like a little stem coming off like the wine glass would. Mm-hmm. It's going to sit on like a nice flat boot. Like you got to get it this, like you could almost put your foot in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like that size boot. Yeah, I think I've seen these, like in uh, that movie Beer, uh, there's a beer contest, something like that, and the, the final thing that you do is everyone has to drink from the boot, or they call it Das Boot. So, yes, if I remember the history right, there's something along those lines, that there was like a, a commander or colonel or something like general of some army, mm-hmm. I think in Germany. Mm-hmm. Totally could be wrong. Okay. Maybe European. I could go European and probably not be wrong. But he said, they were like outnumbered, and he said, if we win this battle, I will drink out of my boot. They won the battle. Ah. He did not drink out of his actual boot. He waited until someone made him a glass boot and then drank out of that. And so now they have glass boots everywhere. And so that's the very vague history of where those those come from accepted i will accept that as truth because it's it all fits yeah take some of it you just take it as a grain of salt with anything that we talk about but you you didn't give too many specifics so i think most of that's probably true (laughs) (laughs) they could fall into the line of truth once you actually knew what the real story was and then oh i can see how he could say that if you know what the truth is dear listener um that's what brian meant so yeah so yeah (laughs) don't don't tell me Okay, um, I feel like we're at a cool, I don't know, you want to wrap it up? We're over an hour. We've given the people what they want, and I've had a whole mimosa. I just wanted to make sure that there was nothing else that we wanted to share with anybody. Uh, we covered trivia night. We, we thanked everybody. We, the Keller guys, we might possibly do a monthly trivia, like the third Thursdays. I don't know, maybe. It's a very, it's a very, up in the air because of how difficult it is. And yeah, we really like podcasting and it yeah. takes away from being able to do podcasting well when we're coming up with questions. But if we spread it out over a month, maybe. Okay. So we went over that. 
we went over freeze out lake thing is happening now until the end of uh, or into early april so get on out there and, and, and you know what tag us in any pictures if you use the podcast to go out to freeze out or benton lake and take pictures tag get after it podcast so we can see them we'll share them on our story like we really want to see that stuff yeah and we just got one well um can we add that picture that they sent us of the flyer they sent us that flyer that i sent you this morning oh if there, is there a link there's a wild wing. Um, there might be a link. Because um, if there's a link to that, I can just put it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the wild wing event. There's and a, we'll yeah, try to get a link in there event. for you. Where then you don't have to go out and do things on your own. They actually have like tour, tour buses yeah. that, that take you out and would do it. You have, to, you have to be in Shoto at like 630 in the morning, mm-hmm. but they'll take you out. Yeah. And so that would be pretty pretty spot on pretty yeah. cool yeah and you can check it out on um uh, dropstone outfitting go go to their website but they're also on facebook and they keep their facebook uh looks like pretty updated uh they're posting on there every day um, letting people know what things are looking like so dropstone outfitting um wild wing event out there near between shoto and fairfield happening right now um two more weeks of trivia at the mighty mo so when you're here in this there's one tonight and there's going to be one in seven days so try to get to both of those because we may never ever do them again okay so that's why there's a big asterisk by that by that topic mm-hmm. um we've got we're just going to have more history things coming out we've just got to get it on the books we're going to have Tony Bynum back. We're going to talk about more conservation, more hunting, more seasonal things to do. And as spring and summer is coming around the bend, we're going to try to t- you know, tap yeah. into the guides and the water and this, everything that's happening. So that's a really cool point to bring up. Is, is off, after we're done recording with him, we're like, all right, next time you know, with things coming up, maybe we talk about summer family camping. And so if you have questions about gear, places to go, shoot them to us now. Yeah, we'll ask them. Before we have Tony on, and we'll save those, and we'll make sure we ask him about them. If you have questions about what, what does he eat, what kind of tent or sleeping bag. I don't know what kind of questions you would have. I know what kind of questions I would have, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm not you. So you can shoot us those questions if you'd like, and we'll make sure that we ask Tony about them, and we'll have him on shortly before that summer camping time kicks off in Montana. Yep. And you'll be listening to the last best conversation with your family around a campfire. Ooh, I got to plan some stuff. My kids are coming for the summer, so I need at least three camping trips, I've decided. Oh, I can help you with those. I know some good ones for, for that age Let's do right it. there that would, be, that would be good. Cool. We'll and sit also, down with a calendar. A really fun one for you to do is the Lewis and Clark Caverns. Have you ever been there? Mm-mm. Oh, when I was their age, that was my favorite thing to do okay and they have like a tour that takes you through and you see the stalactites and the stalagmites and walk through the cave and at one point they turn off the lights because it's so 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 dark in there and they like now put your hand in front of your face and you can't see your hand there's no light and then they turn the lights back on because like that would be freaky yeah but there's no chance of like someone dying you know in this okay and i'm also like a claustrophobic person me too. They're, they're like, like wide open. And so you don't get all claustrophobic in there. A little chilly. Just bring yeah. a coat because it's underground. But uh, that would be a really good one. That's just a day trip, not even a camping trip. Let's you just drive down there. Yeah. I'll need a list from you. We'll go over mm-hmm. a list. I'll, have, I'll pick something out. Because I, I went through a, ca- uh, a cave down in Missouri, and it was huge. One of the, it is, I think it's uh, the largest underground cave in the world or, oh, wow. or in America. Who knows? Right. I, th- I think they had five um, hot air balloons like in a circle. 
you know, all in there at one time. So that's how big the inner chamber is. It's like, oh my goodness, massive. I didn't know there was a place that big. Yeah, it's right underneath uh, Silver Dollar City in uh, Branson, Missouri. And so, um, but there is one point where they're like, oh, and if you want to try this little spelunking thing, you know, if you can fit through this little hole, it'll take you down there and we'll just walk around and meet you. And, you know, people were doing it. And I was like, never in a million years would you get me to go headfirst into that little hole because I feel like the whole mountain would choose that time to go squish. Isn't that weird that that's what your brain thinks? Yeah, because that would never happen. And so I, I brought some youth students up to a, a, a camp one summer. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that we do when we get there is they're like, all right, let's practically run up this mountain. And I was out of shape at the time. Right. You're like, no. And I finally like, I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll make sure nobody falls behind. I'll stay in the back, you uh-huh. know. And and then we get into this little cave, and then the first like you're in this little, you know, the first cavern part. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right, now we all gotta squish through that hole, same as you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But like, you had to have somebody help you to get up to the hole. Uh huh. And I was too big to get through the hole. Joe, I actually wasn't. Oh yeah, no. I wasn't too big, but I just. Like I got up there and kind of got my shoulders through and I was like, oh, I'm too big. And I got back down and I was like, I'll see you guys back there. I'm, yep. not, I'm not doing this. I do not want to do this. I'm going home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I actually did go home after that. I'm, I'm, like, I'm just leaving my kids here and I'm going home. <laughs> Bye. Yep. Bye forever. Maybe. Unless you can find me. Oh, I'm so claustrophobic. I'll be under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a little bit of my face out. Yes, with the window open. <laughs> with my like, leg touching the ground. <laughs> Oh. Okay, this has been great. Thank you to the Keller Geist for hosting us again for another live podcast at the Keller Geist. <clears throat> this time we didn't advertise very well. No, we didn't get the word out soon enough. Just that, the that's night both before. of our faults, and that's, I blame trivia. Yeah, trivia. You know, it has its. Um, it's distracting. It's and so distracting. We would, if we wouldn't have had that, we would have remembered to to put about this. But uh, we appreciate all of you for coming down. We hope you really like the crepes. Try the Kellergeist. It's the most um, German beer in the United States, and it's right here in Great Falls. And it's amazing. And it's amazing. What do you call a German cake again? Is that oh, a Flaflugen. German. German. Word. Oh, we had it last time. A f- For. A, a f- oh, I can't remember. Somebody online was like correcting me, and they were like, oh, it's actually this. And... Um, my answer to them was like, I don't care. Just <laughs> thank, thank you for um, going out of your way to correct me, but I don't care. I will call it what I want to call it. It was like a Pfaffen Cougar. It was <laughs> nope. Nope. That's what, nope. It's a uh, Fankuchen. Ah, oh, Fankuchen. That's right. Fankuchen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm Fankuchen. Um, so if it's, that's the, what I've decided to call it. I, I'm just almost just positive couldn't. it's not that, but man, Fankuchen is my favorite. So there it is. That's what it, that's what I'm calling it from now on. Okay, so what if you're against having a shirt that says mouthfeels on it, but what if it also had the word Fankuchen on it and mouthfeels? I don't know. <laughs> you're just trying to trying to grasp I'm trying straws to, I'm trying, just, Well, I'm trying to sneak it in. I don't. I just, I don't feel comfortable with it. I just, I just thought that like you like that word so much. You know, maybe, maybe. I guess not. I do like that word. I wish there was a place that you could eat at called that. Called the flan kitchen. Mm-hmm. Flan kitchen. That's so not the word. 
Oh, yeah. We're definitely saying it wrong. We'll get corrected again. It's okay. I'll take it in stride, as I usually do. <laughs> well, we, we, had, we had somebody stop us as we were leaving our office and correct us about traffic circles. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he wasn't correcting us. I mean, because it wasn't my opinion. Right. He was just saying, you know. He disagreed we, with. We agree. I just need to let you know I disagree. I disagree. And here's why. My 15 years of working out there. And I was like, well, with my 41 years of listening to people like that, I'll just let you have that opinion, sir. Good one. <laughs> yes. Thank you for sharing with us. <laughs> totally I'm, glad cool, that, I'm glad that you listened. Yeah. And I hope that lots of you disagree with the things that we say. Yep. But just know that you're the one that's wrong and we are correct. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. So anything that you say to us is just going in one ear and out the other. Because we're always right about everything always. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> make that slurpy noise right there. we're kidding yeah. no no I'm, I'm, I'm always open to be corrected which I hope is what people who care enough will do for me if they see me messing up They're like Joe that is not that is not where you put hot sauce or whatever <laughs> I need to know or whatever I'm doing wrong or, or Brian that's not where the the glass boot comes from yeah it's not the story you know or, or Joe that's not how you say flankuchen that is you're butchering not even the right word you're butchering <laughs> another word in another language that, that maybe it totally means savory car tire yeah and you just and I'll be like you know thanks i was having fun with a word i liked i liked the mouthfeel of that word <laughs> <laughs> felt good Okay. See see how I'm compromising? Yeah, that's a great compromise. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next next episode and hear all about Freeze Out and the snow goose migration with Tony Bynum. Mm. We appreciate you all. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll We'll see see you next show. show.